Hello, it's Marcus here, host of the Meme Therapy Podcast. Thank you for listening again. This is episode 7, featuring Entree Tran, subject matter esports, and it's a re-release episode from May 25th from my Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash neurotic underscore fodder. This episode's a lot of fun. Um, you really get to hear just me and Entree Tran just being friends uh, during this podcast. We get to talk about a array of topics. Um, including just coping mechanisms, like, you know, how we're both kind of fearful about reintroduction, how we become very comfortable through pandemic life. But more importantly, you get to hear some juicy comedy gossip and drama that's happened. But anyway, this is a fun episode. Um, at the end of the episode, we get to talk about how we think that entertainment is going to change, specifically just what we're looking for for the future development of esports players. By the way, really fun episode. Thank you for listening and enjoy. What's up? What's up? Neurotic Fodder. What's your fan group name? Neurotic Fodites? <laughs> Fodites? No, no, no. I've been just call I've just been calling it I've been calling it the cult. That's pretty the much cult. it. That's pretty yeah, yeah, basic. That's, that's pretty basic. Okay, it's cool. It's whatever, man. But yeah, uh, what's the uh, Cardona cult. <laughs> The Cardona cults, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. but yeah, I was just talking with uh Edwin, so but yeah, we'll give you the proper podcast introduction uh for this episode of meme therapy anyway guys i'm really excited for this episode of meme therapy i got my homie uh comedian from new york originally from chicago asian comedian also happy aapi heritage month today i've got Andre tran Andre tran say hello what's up everybody what's up the cult how's it going <laughs> happy to be here and yeah that's right happy aapi history month it's apa hm there's so many acronyms that change <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Entree, the, the, the Vietnamese homie, the Viet homie. How, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Just chilling. I'm at my parents' house. I'm currently broadcasting live from my brother's room. <laughs> and yeah, so just here, a friend is getting married, so I'm just in town. Parents are vaccinated, so you know, hang, hanging out with them. Spend some quality time, a break from the hustle and bustle of the big city. Yeah, that, that, that New York City comedy grind, right? <laughs> So how, how are you? How are you? How are you doing? How are you doing mentally? Because this is the technical <laughs> therapy session. Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing good mentally. Uh, this break, I think, from comedy is is pretty helpful. So I'm gonna try to stay in this square. It's it's a little. It's like the center. It's mental health is good. I, I mean, it's it's a lot of things that I've would say. There's nothing new that I'm dealing with. How about that? How, how oh, yeah. do I say that? Everything that I'm going through right now or have been going through the past two months, it's all chartered territory, baby. Uh, I've had a roadmap. So 
Uh, I, I, I enjoy this roadmap chartered territory vibe that you got going on right now. Yeah. Once some <laughs> hey, new issues hit, I don't, I don't know. You know, it's just, once you get there, the brave new world, I don't know what's going to happen to me. Yeah. Are you, are you kind of concerned about like reintroduction into society? Cause I'm like, I feel like we've been operating at like 50% and I'm like, I'm kind of like, I don't know if I'm ready for a hundred percent. Like I'm kind of like been kind of like set up for being at home and I mean, chilling. Oh, uh, dude, I found out how much I like staying at home and chilling. But <laughs> the one thing is that I feel like people, because if you haven't seen somebody in a while, you don't really know their day to day. So you kind of default to small talk, right? And yeah. the most cliche pandemic small talk, post pandemic small talk right now is, yo, which vaccine did you get? Like, are you a Pfizer or Moderna? Yeah. That's the most cliche one right now, 100%. And whenever I hear that, I'm, I'm thinking, I like for a split second thing, like, dude, I'm going right back into a lot. <laughs> you're like, you're like, you're like, I'm out. Like as soon as you hear yeah, that. But I mean, people, it's just, you're right. Cause like we haven't seen each other, but like we, hung out every single day or like once a week i'd be more in tune to what you're up to we can have more yeah. like in-depth conversations and like boom like right off the bat but it's it just it just happens people haven't seen each other in a while people just don't know how to talk and yeah i really do like hanging out at home i found that and sometimes at night now i just can't it's really hard for me to stay out like past 11 or 10 now it's yeah. just even for comedy things unless it's for something unless i'm on a show or I really want to go. It's just, it's tough, man. Yeah. The, the, the comedy hang is just like everyone I see who's doing the comedy hang. I'm just like, this is Stockholm syndrome. No, I'm like, it's... guys, it's not, it's not worth it. It wasn't worth it before. It's definitely not worth it now. Yeah. Uh, I've just, I've just like learned to like, be like, I, if I want to see you, I want to see you besides that. I'm like, it's just not really like you've been worth it for me. Um, but yeah, anyway, so small talk, uh, are you, what, what team are you in terms of a vaccine? <laughs> hey, um, peace out. This is great episode of Moon Therapy. Everybody enjoy. Enjoy, enjoy. Marcus just playing this game. No, I, it was it, okay. No, this is going to lead uh, into the next question. Oh, uh, I got, I got the Pfizer. So okay. as soon Pfizer as, strong. So as soon as my age bracket opened up for New York, as fast as possible, just refresh, 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 until I got, I found one appointment at a CVS in Staten Island. So the first time I've ever been to Staten Island, and probably only ever, actually the second time I've been was to get the vaccine, and probably the only time I'm ever gonna be out there. You're like I'm honest. out, never again. <laughs> so, I mean, it was a cool place. I uh, no no hate or anything to it, but it's just yeah. So far. No, you 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 travel. That's and like you took a ferry. You took a ferry yeah. to get your vaccine. You took, I took the bus. bus. <laughs> I took the bus. Yeah, because the bus it was even deeper. So the ferry. It kind of goes to the center of it. I, I the where I found my place was off to the side, and my my plan was just to go there and then get a second appointment somewhere closer. But it, it wasn't that bad to get to, so I just kind of it was kind of tough to switch too. So I just bit the bullet and did the second appointment there. You know, it wasn't that bad. The only the crazy thing about Staten Island is Staten Island is an island. And Hawaii Island too, and they're so different. I've never even been to Hawaii, but I just know. Yeah, and Staten Island is, is very much like a, a suburb to me. Yeah, no, for sure, it has yeah. like gated community, like cul-de-sac vibe. Um, yeah, it does. And then who is it? Luke Trevisi is in the chat. Uh, Trevisus, he's like, yes, Audrey Wash. That's why he hosts a show a set of stairs away. 
Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. I do. I am washed, and that is I use that joke. That's one hundred percent honest. Yeah, I. <laughs> it's easy. I just walk upstairs, and then I'm like, all right, good night, everybody. If you want to hang out, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, just 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 hang out. Just go back to no. I think that's I think that's uh, always better to work locally because the thing that I've noticed now is a lot of people, especially New York comics, have produced a lot of good yeah. independent shows on their own. And uh, I'm hoping that that wave still stays because there's so many good independent comedy shows that got produced because of the pandemic. But I'm hoping that the need to be within a comedy club doesn't like necessarily like completely go 100% back to what it was, which is it's how do you feel like that is going right now? You feel like it's going there or do you think the independent shows are going to keep going? There's so many different paths, so many different roads. And man, the clubs are cool. And I think the things about clubs, once you get in, it's, sort of consistent stage time or the promise of consistent stage time because you know people you could have a hot month you know bookings a lot of independent shows but then it's you know sometimes weeks you don't have stuff and the the consistency and i think the pay it's there's a prestige aspect to it too and man people just need so much validation dude like yeah, yeah. No, want, people do people do comedy for different reasons and i have a show it's weekly and it's been great it's this is great having a, a weekly show you, you're especially doing. especially right up on your roof yeah right i literally distance. it's i walk upstairs i can go home i could i could open the show take a nap and then close do a thank you <laughs> take a nap that's, that's how <laughs> have, you, have you done that i feel like that should be like the no, that should be like the sh- that, sh- that should be like the challenge like i've been because i've been like my own thing like even though i wasn't doing uh any shows or i took a break in between cabin fevers and me just producing the shows is like after you after you find something that you're good at or find something that you enjoy you have like different kind of different achievements that you enjoy having um because of like streaming dude if you ever like do streaming on twitch it like gives you like video game right now yeah it gives you give video game prompt achievements for like accomplishments and i'm like oh yeah this isn't gonna affect me at all but then i'll play i'll like i'll stream and then i'll like be like you had like this stat unlocked for doing this song and i'm like oh cool so i've been setting goals for like myself in terms of like video game prompts so i think that would be a funny personal goal where i'm like uh open up the show take a nap go back on stage just a personal entree <laughs> like check mark right there what if what if they had that for comedy like but, it's like it's like putting congrats you just yeah. <laughs> you just bombed your 500th set <laughs> that would that would i think that would be Bomb like uh, yeah that'd be that'd be the new bombies i i always forget that i had to reproduce that show again this year like, because you everyone... just you just walked your third <laughs> your 50th audience member <laughs> you you what? just asked tw- the 20th person uh this guy knows what i'm talking about with no reply back <laughs> dude it's like congrats you you successfully used all 10 racial slurs you... yeah just the just the, the the bad word achievement you were anti-semitic misogynist racist and somehow not funny all once congratulations <laughs> congratulations you're something. canceled <laughs> no congr- congratulations you're, you're hired by gas digital oh, i know luke was i know i know luke was in the he was in the audience i had to say uh, something. yeah he said if you if you make a whole family walk out it's a multiplier <laughs> Oh man. Um but yeah, besides besides like comedy and like uh your mental health and what you've been doing, what have you been doing personally just to like kind of keep yourself like in the zone, like work life balance, all those things as well? I've been taking kickboxing oh. classes. So that's been fun. I started 
in January. So it's been good. It's just something cool to do. It keeps you fit. It's also kind of like a new skill to learn. It's just because you're so new and then the learning curve. I like that. You know, once it you kind of hit stuff that you're like, eh. Because I feel like I go, I feel like, sorry, I got cut out. But I feel like I get really into things, hobbies, and then I kind of fall off them pretty easily outside of comedy and stuff. But I, I get into a lot of things and then it falls off really fast. So this is, I think, another one of those things to, to really do. But I like it so far. It's really cool. I, I've always liked watching a UFC. I've always really dreamed of being able to, like, pick yeah. really well. Like, yeah. somebody. <laughs> and so this is, this is it. Yeah, I'm learning a lot about, you know, how to throw a punch, how to move around, how to defend yourself. I think it's all really fun. And it's very, very technical. So... It's a lot yeah. of learning, and I like that. And it's a lot of kind of challenging yourself and seeing yourself progress. And so I, I really like. Yeah, that. there's a fun fun fact between me and Entree. We both did uh, like high school wrestling, so that's always like a fun. Oh, yeah, that's, that's always right. like a fun fact because I'm like, all right, cool. Like you, you already learned like the groundwork and stuff like that. Um, with kickboxing, are you are you trying to like? Are you still like? Is the coaching lesson still kind of giving you like the technical terms um, for like what counts yeah. as points and stuff like that? Because I know like. Muay Thai, that's like its own thing as well, um, with striking yeah, and, uh, and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, it's it's, it's uh, it is Muay Thai kickboxing. So it, the points basically is how many shots you can land and how much damage they could do. Yeah. So the the cleaner the shot and uh, kicks, obviously, they are the hardest because your kicks are generally slower than a punch, so they're quote harder to land and then they do more damage. So a kick earns you more points in the judge's eyes. And obviously if you get knocked down and if you do something illegal, you get points deducted from that. But it's primarily whoever wins is whoever lands the the most shots uh, or whoever does the most damage to the other person. Because there's times when you can land a bunch of shots but they're not doing damage. It all kind of depends on, you know, usually it's when it's sort of controversial and there's a split decision from the matches I've watched. It's just... One person maybe land more punches, and then one person does more damage. You know, so it's just kind of a balance between those. I, I don't know which one ranks higher. I think it's it's a mix between the two. Maybe give me another year, and then I'll come back if I have a quick, uh, <laughs> you, yeah. You'll come back on another meme therapy episode, and I'll just be like kickboxing online, <laughs> like the forums. Uh, but that no, that that's that's cool because I know that you know. Obviously, we're all figuring out like what to be like creative with i got i got thrown back to maine so i became a huge hippie you came up here you got to see me foraging yeah. dude, i love, like I love maine <laughs> dude come back up man i got playing shows and everything like that so feel free dude, to. Funny side note you've gotten into another hobby i've gotten into you you got into foraging i got into fermenting stuff oh really <laughs> yeah because i really i really really like sauerkraut kimchi kombucha and then i've always watched this bon appetit youtube there this is this guy he's pretty he's actually a pretty good video producer he does a show basically where he makes fermented foods and i've watched a bunch i've made sauerkraut i've made this i've made Ooh. ginger beer and i've made this pineapple fermented drink so far okay so so you're well. so you're getting you're getting there to kombucha eventually and then you're getting to uh, all those other ones right i, I don't know kombucha seems pretty yeah, tough you- to make so i cut out so kombucha seems pretty tough to make and the other things they're more easy because kombucha you need a whole other colony a culture of bacteria already a lot of the things that i've made before the the bacteria or the the yeast that drives the fermentation is already 
living on the whatever ingredient you're using. Like sauerkraut, it's just salt basically and cabbage. It's pretty. And it's 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 pretty easy to monitor and it's really good. It's just really fun and pretty satisfying eating something that you you made and created yourself. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, let's see. Zayfe, what's up? Thanks for dropping in the chat. I uh, hope you're enjoying the kombucha fermentation talk. Um, but yeah, Zayfe? Uh, that no, that's I'm I'm glad that you at least found another hobby besides. Oh, so, let's see. You got you got you got kickboxing. Um, you got the you got fermentation. Um, and then everyone knows that like now like because I'm trying to like you know innovate and twitch and stuff like that. Um, because I know that you also took a similar path with Clubhouse because that was like a a short oh, yeah, run of that. Oh my god, it's so dead. Clubhouse is <laughs> yeah, so can dead you tell right us now. about the journey of Clubhouse? Because I've I've talked about like why I got into streaming and how I'm trying to grow and still like do things and like how to like just kind of centralize my podcast, my comedy around like me being yeah. able to live stream. Uh tell me about like your journey with Clubhouse and everything like that, because I think that'd be a fun one. So Clubhouse is similar to Twitch in that the discovery engine is but it's more geared towards conversations versus obviously because it's audio only drop in versus Twitch. You you see, but if you have an interest in Twitch, you can follow it. It's primarily video games, but there's other shit on Twitch too, right? There's you can watch somebody cook, you can watch somebody like build a mechanical keyboard. There's a lot, and so Clubhouse is basically that premise of content discovery, but anything that you could talk about. So there was a lot of rooms that talked about you know political issues. Cryptocurrency was really big. And then so we made a push on to do comedy on there. And we I did some open mics. It seemed promising. The thing is there were so many people online. Yeah. And I was meeting and connecting with a lot, like genuine connections. Cause you would hop into a room, you could talk to them, people. It's way more, I think, effective than just you know somebody looking at your video and liking because they actually make that connection i've had people come to my shows from clubhouse i've had people you know follow me and like we're like friends now even though i've never met them yeah but as soon as things start open up i felt like my drive for clubhouse just dropped to zero <laughs> like the, the second yeah. i started doing live comedy again relatively consistently in like even like once or twice a week i was like dude i'm done with clubhouse <laughs> The idea, and I said, if I feel this, it's going to be like that for a lot of people too. Though I do think that there's a use case for it. I do think that it's a good space to network with people in your industry. So that was really cool. I got to meet a lot of people from industries that I've really am adjacent to, like entertainment, TV writers. I've met casting directors. I met, like, was able to talk to them. So it's really good. As long as there's enough people, interesting people on there that have knowledge and things that they want to say that other people want to hear. I think there's, it's viable, but I don't think it's it definitely, I think it peaked. It definitely hit a craze. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, for sure. Like I, I definitely feel like that was the craze. Like even, um, even with streaming, like a lot of the streamers now, um, they're kind of going back into vlogging or else they're like looking for a new game. Like even me, like I hit my wall because I was streaming, um, the long dark, which was like a winter, like survival yeah, game that. and then the weather got nice and i'm just like i can't play this game i can't go inside yeah. and stream this game because it's giving me like actual depression <laughs> so i'm like i had to switch up a game and uh after this i'm playing biomutant which is a new game but everyone in the like streaming community is kind of like getting into new stuff such as uh like 
everyone got over Among Us. That's kind of like a dead game now. Yeah. Um, and then people are figuring out like what the new next game is. Um, and it, like it sounds like to me, because like you and me both, I mean, we both were like stayed consistent with trying to produce stuff during the pandemic. Um, and like at least have fun, like you know, kind of stick with the brand and everything like that. Um, because you also like, let's see, what was the other thing you did? You also did like, uh, you had like an IG dating show for a bit too, right? Yeah, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> that died really fast too. I blew up that 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 blew up like a small amount, and then it died really fast too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, so what? Do, what do you think is going to be like the next move for you? Because I because th- we have these conversations every now and then. We like check on each other. We're like, hey, that's really cool what you're doing. What? And then like you know show support try to you know grow in that like you were even part of the among us fundraiser stream and that was like yeah. a big stretch and that was that was that was like about as successful as i thought it would be because again there's not that many comedians on the platform if there was like a bigger comedian who was there involved and we even got ken chang from the uk which was like that's awesome i think yeah, that, that was, was like awesome. the cra- that was the craziest stretch and he's like he's like in um a bigger streamers like he has a bbc show but the yeah. thing is there's a bigger streamer who plays among us like Hoff, he's in the Hafu lobbies for her. So it's like a weird thing because I'm like, now the industries are kind of becoming like adjacent, like you said. But I guess what is there any things that you have planned that you're trying to work on? Are you trying to go back yeah. into sketch, TikTok, or like personal writing? Dude, I have I yeah. have no idea. It's just writing more material, and then for me, it's really tough to switch gears. So I'm rather. For stand up, it's it's if I'm writing good stand up, I'll I'll even I'll like write good stand up and focus on that. Even with Twitter, like if I'm tweeting really well, I feel like that takes away from yeah. my stand up because it's it's some nuances in it. And then I tried writing a pilot that's I got maybe like four pages done. And like when I was that writing that pilot, it was so I, I only really focus on TV writing. It's hard for me to like switch gears. Yeah. So from stand up to something back, and so I think that since I'm most comfortable writing stand up, that's what I've been doing a lot. But I'm still trying to break out my comfort zone, like try to try to do yeah. other things too. Creative. I need to find something comedy adjacent, similar. Like I, I talked to you this earlier, but streaming for me, the one instance I did, we did the balloon stream. Yeah. <laughs> we played balloons, and we streamed. It was really tough. A, because I was really high that <laughs> night, but besides, it was like, it was, you had to focus on the game and you had to talk and then actually talk in an engaging yeah, way. Yeah. And for, I, I've watched a lot of esports, I'm sure, and then I've watched like even like uh, streamers too. It just seems so natural to them. And then it was just really tough for yeah. me. Yeah. So I, I'm sure it's a learning curve, but I just, I just know that it was i have a way higher level of respect for you yeah. do streaming and and streamers who you know play intense games and are also able to provide like Inter- thoughtful insight yeah, yeah engaging then, yeah have a, a good narrative across the whole stream yeah that's i mean that's like the big thing that i noticed with my stand-up because like i know because like i for me a little bit like a big thing of like my comedy itself is just like shit posting but also just like saying real shit and i was like oh what's yeah. What's something that what's one industry that kind of does that? And I'm like streaming because if you watch enough streamers, they'll literally talk about how their industry is like new, how there's like big issues, how contracts didn't go through. And it's just like one stream. So like live entertainment streaming is become like this own thing. Um, So I'm glad I found my adjacent because uh, after I performed on the last 
cabin fever. Like, yeah, it's I, I like someone was like, oh, Marcus, do you seem more candid? Like, it doesn't seem like you're forcing it because like, you know, people know that they're at a performance. But if you can become like an entertaining person who it just seems natural rather than like a forced performance where everything's like too set up. It's kind of like it becomes more candid and it makes people easier to laugh at because I'm like, I can host I can host. I was like a, a good host, but someone was like, oh, no, I feel like you've leveled up your hosting because you're able to engage with audiences naturally. You're very inviting. I'm like, yeah, because I've been talking to people through my computer the whole time. <laughs> and yeah, that just kind of becomes just part of the stand up process. Um, but. It's cool though because I, I honestly think that I know that there's a couple there's a couple streamers I can't list because they've t- talked to me about doing stand up but there's a couple streamers who eventually will be transitioning over to stand up and I think that's going to be an interesting one because they do have the fan base they do have like the appeal of a live show because they've been doing it on stream which is kind of like is like you know I'm happy that Twitch is I I'm happy that Zoom shows are dying out because I still have to do a couple digital shows but like that format is very forced it's very like hostage like they don't want to be there while someone who's on Twitch already is like we're here for that so it's like there I do have to say that I hope when Twitch streamers do stand up comedy their audience members hold up like LOL cards or like LMAO or like they just they're used to seeing the laughs yeah yeah they're the emotes like you pay like you pay you know how you have to pay for emotes in twitch streams or like whatever. like in live yeah, yeah in live yeah so you go to a show you're like hey we give you this <laughs> packet of emotes that you could raise up for twenty dollars extra you get to use it throughout the show that'd be hilarious <laughs> they just hold up it's hold up Good show. <laughs> <laughs> or or no, if you ever see on Twitch, they have like multiple emotes that connect together. There's like four people sitting in a row, and they just hold them up, and it connects to a bigger one. I was like, yes, dude. Uh, no, that dude, that would that. I'm I'm excited if that becomes a thing. Um, yeah. So what that's are awesome. you ex- what are you excited for? Um, like society like reopening. What are you excited for? Because like we've talked about how we're kind of both in the same position where we got very comfortable being away from people and like having our own personal space. Um, what are you excited for going back into it? I suppose. Oh my gosh. Um, that's a tough question. Cause dude, I don't, <laughs> I don't really get excited about many things. To be honest, things I've, I've already, <laughs> you were just like, like, I'm so I've excited about a... fermenting, which is like just letting things ferment. And now it's just become bigger thing. Yeah, You're like, but... I don't want anything to mess with my own personal fermentation. So poetic. <laughs> okay. All right. But in terms of broader society, there's, you know, I, for the most part, I've done a lot of things that I've already, I've had a fortunate life where I've been able to do things that I've wanted to do. Right. Uh, I guess, I do kind of I do miss a little bit hanging out and drinking at a bar, but I don't really drink that much anymore. I just kind of like that late night feeling, drinking at a bar and then going out eating food somewhere late night munchies. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that experience. But to be honest, like traveling, dude, I've never been to I I've gone to countries and stuff. I'm not I know that's a big thing people are excited for. Yeah, if you want to go back to the movies, I'm like, dude, all the new movies yeah. are released streaming now. Why, why would you want? Yeah. I would, I would 100 pay like 40 bucks to see a movie at home versus like 20 bucks to see <laughs> it 
in theaters. Do you know what I mean? Because then I would yeah. just invite friends over, and it's just the experience. It's not that different than watching at home. Maybe some movies and it takes. Away, yeah, there's but... some movies that came out on IMAX because I know that you, <laughs> you, I asked your opinion on like I think Godzilla versus Kong, and you were so critical about it. I mean, because I want to see that one in theaters. That one, I was like, I'll, I'll rent out the theater. I'll dress I loved up it. for it. I, I wasn't <laughs> critical. I loved it. Would you would you see that in theaters? Would you rather see that in theaters, like with like the full uh, screen, like surround sound? If, I, if I let me see, if they had released it theaters first and not with the streaming, not concurrently, I think I would have waited. To be honest, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I wouldn't like, have there, seen that. There's a bunch of ones that were like that. The one movie that my family we got it, and my my parents like you know they're just typical Asian family members. They yeah. didn't want to. They didn't want to buy it. They want to like. You know, get it online for free. We dressed up and we bought Raya, the Last Dragon, when it oh, came out. Oh, that's awesome! And I'm like, that was like one that I'm just like, this would have been so lit at the movie theater. I would have like, if I was in New York, it definitely would have been like you, me, and like just going out and everyone else, like all the other Southeast Asian comedians, just like, guys, this is our moment, like something just just for fun, because I think that was like that's like the movie experience. I think I would miss because like my big thing is I just miss concerts. But hey, guys, hope you guys are still enjoying the podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Someday Bar in Borum Hill. Check them out if you guys are ever in the Brooklyn area and are trying to get some food or beers. They have Taco Tuesdays. They got Worst Wednesdays, which is a dollar dogs, two dollars off cans, and five dollars specialty hot dogs cooked by Jonah in the back kitchen, as well as Bao Bun Thursdays. This is also sponsored by my remote sponsor. The Independent Comedy Club, which produces great indoor and outdoor shows. The Tiny Cupboard of Bushwick. Check them out for a show run by the very great Matt Rosenblum and Amy Wong. Anyway, enjoy some comedy drama. Dude. I I have an interesting story to tell you about a recent Asian show I did. I don't know if it's appropriate here. But it, oh, dude, no, dude. This is dude. This is the podcast, man. I'm like, yeah. if, if if you want it cemented in real life, uh, feel free. If not, I can always edit it out of the podcast. But more importantly, this is just our time. No <laughs> worries. This is involves another comedian. So okay, yeah, no name, no names. That's fine. <laughs> we don't have to name names, but I'm telling everything as objectively as possible from my perspective. Okay. That being said. I might be in a beef with this person right now, or they might be beefing with. Me. I don't really beef with people. It's always one way. So if you ever hear anybody is beefing with me, it's a, it's a one way street, right? Yep. So I did this AAPI fundraiser show for at Eastville. This producer he hits up a bunch of Asian comedians, and they're like, "Oh, what's it? What do?" First of all, it was postponed. <laughs> so, okay. I was, I was off to a good start. I, I was like, okay, that, that's fine. And then so they postponed it so much. It actually was in May, so it fell into AAPI history. I'm like, all right, that, that's cool. And then you know, it was kind of like uh, they put out a Google sheet, and people were signing up, and they're like, what format would you like the show? And I was like, well, let's just do stand up. And so it was a good show. It was the only thing was. The host, okay, she is not fully Asian. She is of mixed descent, all right? Yep. And she, you know, I, would, I wouldn't say she bombed, but she had like a, you know, not the best set opening up top, okay? And then 
as she was going through her set, usually the host comes up to you before and is like, hey, do you want me to introduce you? I was anything. Uh, I, I don't have the easiest name to pronounce. So hopefully, you know, that, that's fine. I'll just roll with it. She, she, she butchers it. That, that's fine. Like, I'll just go on stage and act something. She looks at me into the crowd and says, you, you're next. What's your name? <laughs> what? Please. <laughs> and then so I said, you know, I said, Andre Tran. And I say that to her. And she's like, okay, keep Give it up for your next comedian, and she butchers it after like two seconds after I said for her. And like I'm not I'm not mad about that, right? I don't get mad at a lot of things. So I go up on stage, and mind you, she is she's first of all wearing a Sailor Moon costume, and she oh is, my god makes a sense. So she, so she oh, is very very so, white so, 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 okay, she's so she's very, a mixed Asian comedian, but she's like she's cosplaying yeah. as an anime character. She's cosplaying, and she's very she's very white. Yeah, passive. okay, okay, yeah. I 100. White passing, and I'm not denying that her Asian heritage or anything. I'm just laying the yeah, facts yeah. that she's she's in a sailor costume. And she's <laughs> hey, you you really don't need it. Very white. You really passing. don't need to say any more that like she's wearing a Sailor Moon costume for an yes. Asian fundraiser. <laughs> and then so she 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 brings me up. It's 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 a very awkward introduction. Whatever. Okay. So I go up and I'm like, hey, keep going for your host, Asian Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> Oh, and you know it did, it did okay. I think it got like, you know, like a here, 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 there. But mind you, like I just, it was just like a very awkward transition, and like not. This is hard. It's like the first set, the host set. It's, it, those are very two very hard sets to do. I understand that. So it goes well. Like I did the rest of my set. I talked a little about Asian hate crimes and stuff, and did a lot of Asian material with some, you know, some of my normal act. And then yeah, it goes pretty pretty well. I would say. I get off stage. You know, because I have to run to another show. I thank the producer. Producer is great. I say bye to some of the other Asian comics. I think Dan Yang was there. And I saw Alvin in the lobby. Alvin Kwai, another guy. Yep. So I leave. I talk to him. I say bye to the host. She just stares at me. She doesn't say bye at all or anything. I'm like, okay, she probably didn't like that joke, whatever. Yeah. So I leave. I thought, like, I think nothing of it. She posts on Instagram, like, the next day. Because it was Saturday. On Sunday, she posts a photo of her grandmother. And she's like, this is my grandmother, blah, blah, blah. In case anybody was questioning my Asian heritage. And then she goes ahead and sends me that post, like a DM. Do you know like a DM post on Instagram? She sends yeah, that to oh, me. Oh, uh, oh, she was like target. So just like you don't think it's targeted until it's like actually yeah, like. Well, I, I, knew it was like <laughs> I knew it was a sub post, but then she posted directly to me. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm doubling down the joke. I was like, do you also have 23 me results? It's a joke. <laughs> As a joke, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, of course. And then she comes back and she comes out with this long apology. She's like, "Hey, like it's it's you know it's like tough, like this do all that." And she says, "I'm like, she's like, I was pretty offended by that. I think Rachel Dolezal is like, you know, a very delusional person. I don't like being compared." I was like, "Okay, after that, I apologize. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, like it's a joke. I was just trying to do comedy. Like, I don't deny your your heritage at all or anything. Like, I believe you, right?" Yep. And then she like I I apologize and then she she goes on and we talk more and she keeps bringing it up. I'm like trying to answer. This is the part where I think she I come up as a dick because I keep giving her one word answers because I don't want to talk anymore. So she keeps bringing it up. She said other comedians on the show joked about it yep. and they did it with class. And that that's fine. That's fair. That was her assessment. But Alvin <laughs> literally because I I talked to him later. Yeah. He said that he's like, oh yeah, yeah, the show is going like decent after you left. He didn't see my set, and then he said, yeah, oh, when Alvin I came up, yep. no, no, but he said when I came up, I was riffing. He did a joke too. He's like, yo, why is this white bitch 
wearing a Sailor Moon costume is this club trying to, trying to prank me. And you know that that's a funny joke too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then she was like, "Yeah, other Asian comedy comics were able to do it with class." And I was like, "Okay, uh, that, that's fine." I was like, "Okay, cool. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. not trying to fight or argue with anything. That that's that's fine." And then she just blocked me after that. I, yeah, okay, fair. That was the interaction, dude. We, we, we yeah, you got beef. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We we've kind of diverted a lot. I know you came. I came. No, it's no, it's it's fine. It's fine. No, I'm I, like, I, I'm, I, I'm, got, I'm, I got to run too. So I don't know. I, I don't know if we should. Yeah, continue no, to... no worries. We're we're gonna we're gonna go into the next piece. But I'm just like okay. Yeah, uh, no, because now because now I'm in I'm intrigued because I'm yeah. like because we um like you and me we both uh saw the. The, the 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 pang dang Tony Hinchcliffe thing. Oh, so yeah, how yeah. would you compare? How would you compare your situation to that one? Oh, dude, right now? don't even compare that. It's not even close. <laughs> okay, I know, I know, it's not close, but I just want to say, like, on a scale of one to ten, like one being dude. like really bad, like a really dude. bad Asian impression, to Tony Hinchcliffe being like the worst thing that you could do, like with an Asian performer. What? Where would you rank that in the middle? 10 being the worst. <laughs> I would say, okay, I actually had a joke. I would say mine was, mine was not bad. I would say mine is a, a four or, wait, what was the scale? It was, okay, it was I think scale, it was a decent joke. It was a scale of offensiveness that someone else could do. One being like a hacky Asian, like, you know, voice to what Tony Hinchcliffe did. And then we're not talking about your jokes. We're talking about like the host doing the Sailor Moon outfit for the show. <laughs> oh, I, I think that was fine, to be honest. I think that was, this was fine. I don't think that was hacky at all. It wasn't yeah. a bit or anything. I think it was just kind of just mm-hmm. trying to be fun and stuff. But I, I don't have an issue with I, dude. I have just to be clear. I have zero issues at all with anything. I'm just telling you the events. Oh yeah, no, happened. it's a dude. It's a it's an interesting enough story that I'm like, okay, this will make a this episode's gonna be fantastic uh, but anyway um but oh, anyway we'll just we'll just do sidestep because i know I you gotta go um but yeah so this is meme therapy so every guest i bring on i usually just show them a bunch of memes we see what they respond to similar to a rorschach test this is actually supposed to be an snl uh jimmy fallon bit that got denied where jimmy fallon was going to show a bunch of memes to his guests and then do this same format oh really so this is what i did because i'm like i'm keeping my creative property just in case uh, they decided to like do it on their own. By the way, so I'm gonna show you the first meme. I'm just gonna have you reply. So it's uh, you can't just buy every plant you see. Plant people, the person surrounded by plants, and then the meme instead of the this is fine dog surrounded by fire. Yes. just plants. Yeah. How do you feel about that one? Plants are, plants are good. I think it's a good hobby. People get into it, and it's one of those things where it's quote like a wellness thing it's kind of a popular hobby right now yeah, yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> so it's it's a, it's a popular hobby and it's it's somewhat i guess good for the environment because you're buying plants and you're creating more things that make the environment better so i think it's a favorable thing and it's funny too i was thinking about this the other day i saw somebody walking with their plant yeah 
I think it was. It wasn't like they just bought it. I have a feeling that they wa- were walking. Their plan <laughs> they were walking until, their plant. Yeah, I think plants are the new pets, and pets are the new kids for millennials. Yeah. Oh no, that dude. It's it's the most affordable one, and then you know if a plant dies, then no one's in trouble. So it's fine. It's yeah. mistakes happen. All right. Uh, so yeah, that was the first meme. The second meme. Uh, someone with a $500 PC just begging for change <laughs> and someone with a $500 console just like rich with money because I think yes. that this was a this this was a real thing for me building my PC how do you feel about that one yeah consoles a $500 console is pretty pretty insane but a PC a good PC I mean you could you can go pretty high up I would say at least a, an average to decent build is at least $1300 1250 yeah for a, a good build but uh, the console thing is the thing is i feel like a console has more lifetime value than a pc than a because, pc what yeah okay 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 because keep, keep going. You can, okay you i guess you can salvage the parts and everything but people still play like nintendo 64 games super nintendo games but people right. aren't booting up their fucking gateway you know, builds <laughs> ninety eight. <laughs> yeah, the gateway builds with Windows XP true, to true, play true. video games. True, true. That 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 is why there is a retro community on Twitch. Okay. Yeah, there's a, there's retro and and the thing is for PCs that you could play there, you don't have the issue of cross compatibility. Yeah, okay. for the most part. Yeah, yeah. And then this meme, a rare photo of a remote control <laughs> from the seventies, and it's just Dude. a kid in black and white changing Hell the TV yeah. knob. Yeah, yeah, twisting. It's a knob too. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude. At this, I, I don't know how your TVs were because there was like definitely a moment where yeah, I, I had to knob. manually change the TV for my parents. I'm like, it's from the seventies. I'm like, this could literally be me in the nineties. Besides, Dude, like, did the you TV ever have? Did you ever have antenna TV where you literally had to? Oh, adjust to the... adjust it for like, yeah. dude, yeah. Dude, there's a whole generation of kids who aren't going to understand like those basic problems, Man, like the yeah, original internet servers. Everything's dude, digital now. Um, dude, I've been trying to play video games on my computer, and um, my ping was super high, and yeah. it's because my sister is back with her with my nephew, and he has a tablet at like two years old, and he downloads stuff. It, so I'm just like, this is why my ping is so high. <laughs> I'm just He's like, watching an iPad, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's watching. He's downloading like Baby Shark remixes. <laughs> it's 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 pretty it's pretty insane. Uh, so then this one. Okay. Uh, sup, Caitlin. Male birth control is free, and it's having two monitors and a light up keyboard. Come on, man, dude. Esport athletes, people that play gamer streamers, they're getting mainstream now, so they're getting girls. Dude, I don't know to be about, even though I think. Okay. Now keep going. <laughs> so they're getting girls. I think something is like. The mix right now is like 85%, 15% guys and girls, but that's going to change. That's going to get higher. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely changing. But also, like, I have yeah. the same mentality, too, because, like, I did the whole streaming thing. And, like, I also, my whole, like, I was definitely self, like, me ashamed of myself because I also had, like, the same kind of, like, nerdy gamer mentality. Because, like, yeah. in all honesty, like, mood lighting and, like, aesthetic lighting is very, like, I'll say that it's very helpful for health, mental health, because I do believe that if you fall asleep in red light, it does help you. Blue light does stimulate some creativity, and I'm like, I yeah. think that that's all very aware. Okay, and then in juxtaposition to that meme, this was from Egg Slut, and she's fantastic. Men be fine as hell, then boom, 
Rainbow light up keyboard and two monitors. That's the first half of the tweet. Second tweet. Then boom, even more fine. Then underneath, they has in the first half, not going to lie. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, that, that's good. Dude, uh, I think that's the new wave. People, people like, there's a lot of alternative people now that like that. That's so funny. Yeah, dude. No, there's. Uh, how, do you, I think, how do you bring that up in the up? dating? Do you, is that on your dating profile? Would you have that? <laughs> yeah, would I would I put that on my dating profile? With, yeah. Um, dude, I I'm I. It's one of those things. Like, I don't tell girls I do stand up comedy until like the third date. It's not in my bio. Yeah. I don't have like a profile picture with like a microphone. Dude, you like, should stream a date live on Twitch. Your Twitch stream. <laughs> I think people just, have done that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they have. I'm like, yeah. chat. If you guys want to see me stream a date live, I might do it if I get more engagement. But we'll uh but yeah the dude there's there's a whole wave of like dude the pandemic made more people just more aware of like nerdy culture yeah because i definitely feel like this new wave is coming like a lot of people found games like we were playing balloons that's a great game and then i got way more into the games and whatnot um but yeah i think that it's it's like the the difference between these two is like literally like just two perspectives but i'm just like you just like you know how comfortable are you with people being able to be themselves yeah. Rather than like uphold the idea of, you know, the old stereotypes of like, oh, video games are nerdy. Uh, and then the last one is the last meme you have is me petting strangers dogs. And it's a woman laying on the ground, <laughs> the dog <laughs> on her chest in the street. I was like, this one is very just targeted for you because I'm like, Andre, you'll you'll this is one's for you. How do you feel about that one? It's pretty funny. <laughs> As as this as is, a dog owner, as also someone who's seen uh, people react to your dog, <laughs> this is more so. I think this is for. First of all, this isn't really a meme because I see this every single day with white people. So this is very accurate. <laughs> this is just real life. Yeah, if you have a dog, a cute dog, even if you have an ugly dog, dude, they they like anything. They'll even if, that dog is pretty cute but even if your dog is like sick missing an eye and like coughing they would still treat it like that <laughs> they're like all, uh, right. all paul's matter <laughs> oh yeah anyway uh yeah so that was the meme session of the group uh but anyway Ooh, uh, besides transition dude this besides besides do it transition i try dog yo the obs obs I've gotten so good at, like, I can work at any job that has, like, a broadcasting service now. But, anyway, so, uh, every guest I have, I show them the memes, we catch up, but they always choose this topic to, or internet subculture to discuss. Entree, you chose esports. Uh, tell us about esports and your relationship to them. Esports, so that's for anybody who doesn't know, which is insane because it's on Twitch, which is, I, I care, but, but it's competitive video gaming, right? And it's it's competitive video game that's uh, a sanctioned, usually organized. That's what esports is. So organized competitive video games, and generally esport games. There's a bunch of them. There's a different lot of different genres, but generally they're pretty uh, widely available. And there's uh, the most popular ones. Obviously, have more players, and the, I feel like the most popular ones are easy to play, very accessible to a lot of people, but very hard to master. So then you have that level of elite gamer yep. status that comes into play. So, yeah. And then, uh, do you know, like the history of esports, uh, where like the first ones came in? Um, because like, do you know what the first, wait, do you know what the uh, first esports game was? I think it started was? when like the first video games. Yeah. Um, so it was, it, cause like the, mo the most, most popular, it, I don't know, space, space invaders, invaders was something? up there. Um, it was like an older one and it was like through the college. Cause they, they also like the official definition of esports is esports, uh, organized video game competition, 
multi-video game competition, particularly between professional players individually or as teams. And then it like, you know, varies. Uh, it started largely between amateurs until the late 2000s. And then that's when it got to the like level that it is today. Um, Cause I got some fun facts and then I was like looking it up. Uh, my favorite thing that I do is I just type in esports and like why. Um, and then people are, are like the big one. If you type in Google is what are esports? And then esports is not a sport. Then esports is a sport. Then why esports should be in the Olympics should not be why esports is important. Why esports should not be in schools. Why esports are bad because um, it's very like juxtaposition. Again, I feel like it's just like older generation fighting against newer generation. The ones yeah. who found value in esports being like a thing, especially like I think that the big thing that no matter what happens with is the big is the money that has come from esports because it's been such a big yeah. like money industry um right now they're actually doing the masters for valorant which i was just watching right before the stream go uh sentinels but it's still it's so crazy to me because um you and me are both like you know in our in our 20s like you know 30s and whatnot and we're trying to figure out like you know what the we're trying to figure out like you know there there's it's i was looking this up because it seems like such a weird topic for us but if you look at like the money and who's in it, like the oldest person on like the Sentinels, which is like the U.S. team, is like 27, oh, and yeah. he's been he's been like gaming for a while. And there's like even That's older old gamer gamers. But it's but it's also considered a it's like a sport that doesn't really have a retirement age. You know what I mean? Like everything you gotta like your body has wear and tear. But I'm just like you if your mind is still set and you can still do the controller i'm like until you get like arthritis or something like there's no like there's like there is like ergonomic like keyboards and stuff like that and like mouses but i'm like you never hear someone be like oh yeah i got carpal tunnel in the middle of like a round dude i think honestly i think those gamers just burn out yeah yeah. because that's even more than your body because some of these guys they're training for 16 hours a day yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what they're doing, and that's literally. I mean, you know, I enjoy playing video games here and there, but if I had to play it for sixteen hours a day for years, yeah, that's totally different. Yeah. Then it becomes work. Then it becomes, you know, you're investing a lot of time. You don't have things to do otherwise, and then it's it becomes it's a whole different situation than you know us playing you know, balloons like every now and then. Just, <laughs> Right, because it, it takes a lot of the fun out of it. You get to a level, but you know, so I'm sure it. For most guys that excel, it has to you know drive a passion, or they have to love what they do, or else they wouldn't be at that level. But yeah, dude, I see a lot of guys but retiring no, no. at, or, or they just drop out around late twenties. Yeah, but also I think that it's besides that, like you obviously like get enough money and you get enough sponsorships that like, you know, you don't need to like, you know, be training at like that high of a level because right. like the definite buildup is still there. Like the number one player that like the USA is like cheering for right now in the Valent stream, he's like 22, but he's been playing for like nonstop and like streams also as well. And it's gotten the sponsorships. Um, yeah. So. And like the like when I tell people about like esports, because it was like I had a cousin who he streams on here on Twitch, but he used to do League of Legends. And yeah. his big thing was he like the money that you can get from competition, like that's one revenue stream within the within like gaming. But his thing was he would unlock like legends on League of Legends. So that way you'd just he'd sell the accounts with like fully unlocked like legends and everything like that. I was like, oh, all right, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was it's like a, a very 
it's a very interesting thing, like the money that has like revitalized esports and made more people like aware of it, including yeah. like clothing brands and whatnot. The money in esports and sort of the ecosystem now there's sort of the bigger it grows, there's more sort of pro gamer adjacent jobs and roles. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because now you need coaches, you need people to manage it, and it's it's a whole organization now. So it's going to be a lot of money around that and so people with jobs i actually heard this uh, one guy this woman i knew her son was you know just graduated college was like and he found a job actually coaching people at league so it's sort of like a kuman but for <laughs> like a training center a but for league of legends, league of legends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a great that's honestly a great that's actually a great business idea to open up gyms instead of gyms that are like for fitness, gyms, but yeah, for dude, sports. Well, yeah, dude, so have you to just have, it. have a bunch of trainers, classes. Yeah, just no, because they, they, they definitely but. have those ones too. They have like aim labs right now for like first person shooter gamers. I'm not sure, like, yeah, yeah. When, when VR becomes a thing, they're gonna actually have to have like fitness courses, like competitive VR games, dude, <laughs> whatever, whatever the thing is. Because League of Legends is huge, and I know people take classes, people pay people pay to to get lessons yeah dude no people i mean what's the big one that i people always forget is like a big one that people forget is like bit is an esport now but just a big sport now um because of the platform is with queens uh the queen's gambit online chess had a big like revive oh yeah so there's like a lot of streamers who play online chess and obviously there's always been a prize pool there so now it's become digitized and it kind of like became like the second wave of chess because again, people are paying for coaches, but now it's just like digital and it's like, again, yeah. the same like concept. Cause I'm like, it's not like an old model. It's just the same model, like no. repurposed. Dude, even like NASCAR, you think golf, they have very similar, like it's just kind of like a team or like one player. You get sponsorships, you make money through sponsorships. The prize money earning is, is good and it's more prestigious. And that's kind of how you build your following and you get attract better sponsors and stuff. Yeah. So. But I remember we were talking about kind of is the esports a sport or is it not? And then kind of the generation divide. I remember I used to work at a bank and a couple of years ago when Amazon announced that they were buying Twitch for a billion dollars, all the old dudes I worked with couldn't fathom that. They're like, yeah, <laughs> going crazy. They're having meltdowns and they're like, dude, Jeff Bezos is a biggest idiot ever. Why would you pay a billion dollars to watch kids play video? They just don't yep. understand different time and different age it's obviously making a ton of money so many people have gotten famous off twitch making millions. yeah yeah and that's i mean that's just that's just streaming it's like streaming isn't like esports adjacent like i feel like streaming wouldn't be as big of a thing especially twitch with itself um because like you know now like you know there's other streams that happen like food streams and whatnot um but with gaming itself um i looked this one up because i just wanted to know what the biggest like pool prizes were for uh tournaments because the Valorant stream right now, or the Valorant tournament that's going on right now, is worth one hundred and fifty thousand U.S. dollars, and I'm like, oh, oh. that's pretty big. Um, but they flew out teams to Iceland to compete. Um, but the biggest inter- the biggest prize of all time is the International Nine for Dota Two, and that prize pool is thirty four point three million. Oh, because um, if you haven't seen the documentary uh, yeah. Free to Play. It really goes into it really goes into esports. It goes into like What's that on? everything that we've been talking about. Um, I believe it's on YouTube. It's free to play. It's uh, I'll I'll send it to you in the documentary. Dude, that's but, awesome. I think the the Dota tournament. It's 
something where the more tickets they sell, you know, similar to a boxing match, they get the purse of the whatever that they sell, the the streaming sales or tickets to the event, the gate. Yeah, they get a cut of that. So, I think that's why it's so high. But that just shows you, Dota Two is crazy. That's I remember. I remember playing Dota, the first one, on World of Warcraft 3. It's not, sorry, Warcraft yeah. 3. Yeah, so before it was even, like, you know, original, yeah, like originally made on its own thing. Yeah. And then um, the one that follows up right behind it, because, again, I feel like video games are, like, fading. Again, they come with waves. Um, the fall one, one right behind it was Fortnite, which is $30.4 million. And then that's, that's it. And that's, and again, Fortnite wasn't even supposed to be a BR. They just introduced BR, and it was, like, the big wave for BRs because everyone feels like BRs are kind of fading. Um, and then League of Legends is still at uh, 6.4 million for a pool prize. And I'm like, okay, cool. Oh, but really good. But more people still play League of Legends because um, I'm like, people enjoy that lore more. And also the big thing now that I've learned with Twitch because I've, I've jumped around a couple communities is that the community for Dota is a little bit more toxic than League of Legends. That's why like there's a difference. And that's also why Valorant, um, <laughs> that dude, it's, it's maybe funny. that's why they pay so much either. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a funny thing to see an industry like change their mentality because the audience that they have, they're just like, Nope. Uh, but let's see. Uh, league tournaments also have viewership numbers that dwarf events like the Super Bowl. Yep, that's true. That's like that's like the big shift because like I know that the more that I've tried really? to fight it, yeah, yeah, dude. No, what well, the dude? League? The Oscars, the Oscars lost out to um this last year. They lost out to like the vi- like not E three but the bigger one about video games. I forgot like the video game awards. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I believe that. So that was like that was like their numbers were like like twice or three times as much as like the Oscars this year. And then, and then (laughs) Luke is like, uh, Dota's more toxic than league of legends. Yeah. Like, I think it's just because, uh, at least league and riot games are trying to moderate, um, the toxic players who play and like the community members. So that's why I think it's interesting to see an industry actively take like a change against it. Because I also try to compare it to the comedy industry because I'm like, we have toxic members, but I'm like, everyone has their own individual fan base. While if you look at like one thing that's underneath an umbrella, that would change. Um, I think Dota is more toxic because they're, it's kind of the, the successor to the, the first MOBA. You know, yeah, the yeah. first. So they're more hardcore and they're kind of like the, the purists, you know, they're kind of like the... Uh, like the like the super orthodox jews you know they're not like the new they're not like the new age jews who they're like the super orthodox ones who you know all wear you know black no sex before marriage that's that's like dota i'm not saying that okay that was bad i know there's a lot of anti-semitism going on but i'm not saying that all right if that yeah, I'm not no, saying it, it's, it's, they're, they're toxic. <laughs> they're just more hardcore. All right. Yeah, yeah I know. They're they're. It's it's more of a it's more of a purity thing because like yeah. I remember I played that, but no, I definitely feel that too because like if you're a noob, like they'll shame you for jumping into their community. It's kind of like you know that whole big thing. Um, but yeah, I always like to look at like esports because uh, it is funny how the industry's changing. Um, especially like you know we're talking about being an adjacent industry to comedy, and now I'm just trying to combine my enjoyment of gaming and like the Twitch community with my comedy. And it's funny because like we've talked about like how much money there is in esports and like how many things are going to be and like kind of the business model because my, 
I think capitalism has gotten so bad that I think stand-up comedians are going to be sponsored. In fact, I'm sponsored right now. Razor, guys, buy Razor things. I get, like, you know, I have a promo code coming eventually when I get to a certain number of followers. But that's going to be the big thing. Um, yeah, how do you feel like – so from everything, I guess we'll wrap this up with uh, this question, Entry, and I just want to hear your thoughts about it. With everything that you've seen from – the esports industry changing and everything that we've discussed i guess how do you feel like that was going to influence other industries like that are going to be going on because it's just a constantly growing industry that's just like literally like if you're looking at stocks it's like still climbing even though like yeah we've kind of peaked out in like moba games and kind of like battle royales and then like you know the next thing is coming up how do you feel like that's going to affect every other industry uh for someone who's in the entertainment industry as well and everything there's going to be a brand new game. Like Valorant came out like what, two years ago and it's, it's super yeah. popular. Fortnite came out like, I don't know, 2018, 2017. So dude, there's going to be new games to play. There's people always make new games. People, there'll probably be, you know, the classics. I don't know if we'll ever have a game that's as big as Counter-Strike or, you know, reach that level. I think it's going to be a lot more games less bigger people are gonna i think they're gonna find their own what games they like and yeah. their own niches more because that's what i think the internet is great at doing it's connecting people to exactly what they want to see and that's very similar i think with what's happening in comedy it's you don't really have anybody that it's hard to be very appealing and super funny at most general audiences you know in all crowds it's very rare and the talent but you see people really honing in on their niches and people who they their their audience, their crowd. And I think comedy is very, very specific in that sense. And so I think esports is just gonna move to that. It's just gonna diverge. Yeah, things are things are just become more divergent and people are going to have more specific things to their taste. Like people's tastes are gonna be very, very refined, I think. Okay, future. because in terms of because because of like how the progress of esports is gonna influence every other internet entertainment service right i'm just saying it's in general sorry that was a nice question no 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 it's cool i just want to hear your thoughts but i'm like that's no that's that not that esports i would say how esports it's i don't know it's i wouldn't say it's making other industries change it, it, it is but i don't i think i don't know, I don't know. oh no. who is it um brie larson streams now that's a fun one she started streaming oh, wow. games and i'm like she doesn't need to she's miss mar she's captain marvel i'm like how but i think she's no she's always she's she's another person who was always a gamer and then has now gone into okay. that so but again but she has no sponsor she's just brie larson which is like the big difference now but you know eventually like i think you know it's like post malone streams and uh juju uh smith and then fortnite also has like the nba players as their big event for this upcoming like season so that's yeah. i guess that's going to be like how um so yeah i'm like that it's definitely going to become entertainment's going to be definitely become divergent but in terms of esports kind of like encompassing more sectors the more like you know like you know once more people become more accepting i guess how do you feel is that that's going to affect everything and like kind of like the operations of things dude i want to see esports restaurants what i want like a you know how you know how like sylvester stallone has playing hollywood i want like you know like athletes to open up restaurants and stuff i want to see yeah. an esports player get so famous and he just opens up a restaurant and it's like gimmicky something like that dude it's you like, get okay right, i'm gonna send you i'm gonna send you the free to play documentary yeah because 
in Korea they have uh East they have uh was it Star Star uh what is it? StarCraft players yeah. speak to the speak to the Olympians before they go out. Wow. <laughs> I want to see like, okay. like I want to see the top StarCraft player have his own line of like kimbap or you know something <laughs> some sort of like Korean food fast food chain. Yeah, hey, dude. Uh, who is it? Ninja, Ninja uh, from Fortnite. He has his own Adidas. So we're yeah. like already there. <laughs> we're like already there. So it's gonna yeah, be. Spon- but yeah, yeah we'll see that one. It's so funny. I want to see. Yeah, whatever the athletes. I want to see more esports athletes banging supermodels. Okay. <laughs> and having, you know how all these NBA players always have these scandals, like Tristan Thompson cheat on Khloe Kardashian. Oh, I want, okay. I want an esports so- player to cheat on a Kardashian, and it to be. <laughs> A massive scandal. Okay, so so you 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 want you want it to go up to such a big level that uh, yeah. basketball wives is losing to esports wives. Yes, esport wives, esport girls, e girl e girl e girl wives. I want to see I want to see esports player with like ten baby mamas. You know, <laughs> I want to see that. Uh- and then, yeah, Aralfo said he's been tagging Urban Outfitters in all his posts to get a deal. So he, 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 see, he streams. He gets like the whole sponsorship ideology of comedy that I think it's going to happen. So, <laughs> but you ever heard of yeah, people man. doing the fake ads on Instagram? The fake ads? Oh, on yes. their, on their streams with the commercials? They'll just pretend like they're sponsored by a product and then they'll say, oh, dude, I did your, I, 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 did Old Spice deodorant? I got ten thousand impressions, and they'll send it to you know the Old Spice people, and they'll try to get it's sort of fake it till you make it type situation. Oh, okay, to get those metrics, those numbers. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, it's I just feel. it's just a pretend like you're sponsored, and so people who look at your stream think that you're actually worthy of other brands come. It's all kind of like you're just making the impression. You're signaling to people that you're able to to do that, and it's kind of faking it. And then you're like, oh, I work with all – people will look at your profile. And they're like, oh, they work with all these brands. They must be great. We should work with them. Yeah. So similar to that. It's just pretending. So I, I like that strategy. <laughs> We're gonna, the next time I have Audrey on, he's going to come out with like all his sponsors. Uh, better yeah. product. <laughs> I'm going to come um, out with tie-dye shirts. Tie, yeah, well, yeah. What company are you repping right now? <laughs> the Nike tie-dye shirt. I, I don't think I'm going to get a Nike sponsor. Okay, we'll work on it. Also, what are you drinking right now? Is that a Gatorade? Yeah, your Gatorade. What's your what's your flavor, Gatorade? Your preferred this is Gatorade? Blue. The Glacier. Well, wait, no. What? No. What flavor is it? I didn't ask what color it was because you got. I remember the last time. Glacier. I said Glacier okay, cool, cool, cool. I do both. I, I know we've had this conversation before. You like named, but I said blue Glacier because most people default to the. The, the color first it's glacier okay. freezer and then um yeah i appreciate i appreciate having you on treat this has been fun i appreciate you uh supporting no, I appreciate having uh me. everything uh from like you know the collaboration fundraiser stream to everything like that and then um yeah let's see luke trevesi said i tried that with martinelli's apple juice and i got blocked <laughs> anyway i'm i enjoy the chat this has been a very fun uh like podcast episode uh especially on twitch and especially me redoing all my outlays but yeah andre tran uh let the people know before we sign off where they could see you where they could find you social media and whatnot yeah i would say just follow me on instagram at treat yourself that's t-r-i-e-t-y-o-u-r 
S-E-L, if you treat T-R-I-T yourself. Uh, run a comedy show every single Friday in Manhattan. Luke's actually been on it. Marcus, you always have a spot if you come through. It's Friday nights at 8 p.m. throughout the summer. We're probably going to do it until fall. A comedy show in Williamsburg. We're not going to have one this weekend for Memorial Day. But, yeah, come through. And I really appreciate this, Marcus. Yeah, of course. No worries, man. Anyway, uh, enjoy your evening, and I'll talk to you soon. All right? Peace. All right. Bye, bud. Uh. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode of Meme Therapy. This is Marcus here. Again, you can find me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash neurotic underscore fodder. You can also follow me on Instagram at Marcus Cardona. But follow on Tran and stay tuned for the next episode of Meme Therapy.